I didn't have a vision for what my future was going to look like after working so hard for this vision of the future I wanted with my ex. Welcome to the Life in Paradise podcast, the show about creating a life you never need a vacation from. You'll gain inspiration from those who have done it before as we share experiences, strategies, and offer practical steps you can take to live your dream life in paradise. With your host, attorney-turned-alchemist, Dawn Fleming. Hello. I did a series of Facebook Lives during the pandemic called Blindsided. And the reason I did them was because I don't think any of us saw the pandemic coming. And I also wanted to share some of my stories to help connect, inspire, and offer hope during that very difficult time by sharing some of the struggles that I had and the lessons I learned in overcoming life's challenges. So today's topic is double blindsided to blessed. And I wanted to dust off one of these recordings I never published them as a podcast episode, and there's some really great stories in there. So as you know, Tom and I just celebrated 20 years of marriage. Our last episode, Tom and I discussed recovery after failure. We shared a funny story about our multiple divorce decrees. And today, I'm going to go back over 30 years to what was really the worst year of my life by far. And I'm hoping you get some inspiration as I kind of go through some of the things that occurred. In some regards, it's really a cliche. I'm sure you've heard it before. High school sweethearts get married. They go through college. He goes on to medical school. She works to support that commitment and effort. After graduation, there's a four to five year residency period. And then it's see ya. She gets dumped. That's pretty much my life. And I'll go into it a little bit more. Uh, you'll get some details. I made a decision that I talk about in my book that I was not going to become resentful and, you know, let it get the best of me during this period of time. And I actually had two of the top 10 life stressors occur in the same year, along with a couple of other bonus cha- challenges thrown in just for fun. And I want to share with you the single factor that helped me get through that very difficult period of my life. And I know there's a lot of folks struggling. I've seen some reports recently that the lower end of the wage scale has actually made some gains. So that's good news. But there's still an awful lot going on in our world that presents a lot of very unique challenges. So before I share the story with you, I want to put some context around it, because as I mentioned right now, my life is very different, and I do feel very blessed. Tom and I have been together now for 23 years, and I'm very grateful my divorce happened, because if it wouldn't have, there would be no Tom in my life, and he's just been such a blessing. So this goes back several decades to my first marriage. We actually met in junior high school, dated during high school. We lived together during college. I got married when I was 21. We bought our first house in Minneapolis, which is where we were living um, during his medical school tenure at the University of Minnesota. And then after he graduated, we moved to Southern California when he was accepted in a very prestigious residency program there. Now, we had both come from fairly difficult circumstances family-wise. 
Neither one of us came from money. We both worked very, very hard. And we created this exciting vision of the future that we wanted our life to be like. We both hated the cold weather. We couldn't wait to get out of Minnesota. I don't know if you can relate, but have you ever worked really hard for a big goal and then in the blink of an eye, it snapped away from you, seemingly vanishing in a moment? That's, that's how I felt. And it can be utterly devastating. And that happened during our second year in California. We were both st- still working really hard and he was putting in a hundred hours a week in his residency program. The first year of residency, I think his salary was around $24,000 a year, which even though it was a long time ago, that's not a lot of money, especially in Southern California. In fact, that was one of the reasons we were hesitant about going to California was the high cost of living, especially housing. But that's where we landed. And in the second year of residency, you're actually a licensed physician. And so you're able to moonlight, basically side gigs to make extra money. And while you're still working a lot of hours, at least financially, things are getting better. We were starting to be able to travel. And I really thought things were going well. I'd landed a pretty good job right away in marketing and real estate, but I was only there a short period of time because just a few months later, I was offered a really great job as a mortgage banker. It was work I had done and enjoyed in Minnesota. So, I mean, obviously there's a lot of stress still in both of our work situations, but I was really excited about our future and it was literally out of the blue. He just announced to me, Dawn, I don't want to be married anymore boom, I didn't see it coming. We had just purchased a great little house, nice neighborhood. It literally took my breath away. Like I said, I didn't see it coming at all. Now I knew he was having some challenges, you know, but sometimes when you reach a big goal, there can be a little bit of a letdown. Maybe you have some idealistic vision of of what your work's going to be life. And then, you know, it doesn't really match up. So I just thought that's what it was. It seemed to me that we were just kind of getting used to this new way of life without all the financial worries. And I had no support system other than him. I was devastated and his announcement nearly killed me. We'd only been there a short period of time. Like I said, maybe a year and a half or two the most. I had left all my really good friends behind. Sure, I'd met some coworkers. I had some acquaintances, but I really had no one close to me at that time. Certainly no one I felt I could turn to. And I was embarrassed that our fairy tale future was never going to happen. It was a very difficult period of time. I eventually developed a plan B, but initially I had no clue what I was going to do. I was suddenly single, really for the very first time in my entire life at age 30. My plan B was... Oh, I'll just go back to school. Uh, he and I talked about it at times. You know, it was, I'll support you while you go to school. And then when you finish, if I want to go back to school, I can. And of course, it became apparent my turn wasn't coming. So I had had some interest in law. And the first year in California, I actually looked into a paralegal program. And then I was like, well, if I'm going to go through that much work, even my ex said, well, why don't you just become a lawyer? So I ended up taking the LSAT. 
And there just happened to be a great part-time law school program close by where we lived. And so I would able to continue to work at my good job. I was making about 65000 a year, which back then was a good amount of money. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can work full-time. I can go to school part-time. We never had kids, so I, I didn't have ch- children were into consideration. And I was starting to accept my new reality and future. I thought if I can just get good grades, then I can get that good job and everything will be just fine. But a few months later, after I was served with the divorce papers, I got fired from my job. That was the double blindside. And I didn't see that one coming either. We'll be back in a moment. Isla Mujeres is a Caribbean jewel off the coast of Cancun. Castillito del Caribe warmly invites you to enjoy our spectacular oceanfront villa located in the heart of El Centro and a short walk to Playa Norte, which is ranked one of the top 10 beaches in the world. With an ocean view of crystal clear turquoise waters overlooking both the Caribbean and Cancun city skyline, we offer a fabulous location for you to enjoy all the peace and tranquility you're looking for on vacation, while also taking in all the excitement the island has to offer, with activities either in walking distance or a golf cart day excursion away. Please visit castellitocaribe.com, www.castillito.com. C-A-R-I-B-E dot com. We look forward to seeing you soon. I'm so happy to have you with me for the Life in Paradise podcast. I love our listeners and fans, and we'd love to show our appreciation for you supporting the show. So please head over to lifeinparadisepodcast.com where you can find free resources mentioned in the show and also register for our gifts, prizes, and swag. I'd also love to hear from you. So there's a place on that page to submit your questions, comments, and requests so I can serve you better. And if I answer your question on the show, we'll send you a free gift. The real estate industry had started a a little bit of a downturn, which actually benefited me greatly in the divorce because I ended up keeping the house that we'd purchased and I didn't have to buy them out because there was no equity. It was just slightly underwater. So I basically just took over the payments. But I didn't think that the downturn had affected the company that I worked for. And honestly, it didn't. The firing was politically motivated and I'm not going to get into all that. But getting fired turned out to be a huge blessing in disguise. When that happened, it meant I didn't have to go to school part-time and work full-time. I was able to go to law school full-time, and I didn't work my first year. And I finished in two and a half years instead of a part-time four-year program. And also, had that not happened there's a pretty good chance I would have ended up having to pay alimony because there were some financial shenanigans that got pulled in the course of our divorce. Had I not lost my job, it was likely I would have had to continue to support him, even though he was making far more money than I was. Wasn't fair. But the wealth lesson I want you to take away today is with the right support system, you can get through just about anything. And I'm going to share with you how that's played out in my life. Because you see, that same year, 
My favorite uncle, Leon, passed away. He had a horrific battle with cancer, and I wasn't in Minnesota. I saw him towards the end, and it was not good. And then my beloved, super affectionate, eight-year-old cat got ill and was diagnosed with cardiomyopathy, which is a fatal disease. I watched him deteriorate and pass away. It was a very, very rough, tough time in my life. And the number one thing that got me through it, and the reason I'm even here sharing this with you, is that it was community that pulled me back together. I felt like Humpty Dumpty. I'd fallen off the wall and crashed into a million pieces. I really had no idea how I was going to pull my life back together. I didn't have a vision for what my future was going to look like after working so hard for this vision of the future I wanted with my ex. Now, I didn't have a community in Southern California. As I mentioned, I hadn't invested the time and effort necessary to make those connections, those deeper friendships that I really needed at that point in my life. And that's the lesson I want you to walk away with. If you don't have the support system in your life that you need right now, it's critical. It's vital to your survival and your longevity that you find one. In my book, Claim Your Dream Life, I go into depth about the deadly disease of loneliness and how pervasive it is in society. Although we're more connected than ever with all of our electronic devices, so many people feel so alone and that no one knows them well. And I can totally relate to that because that's what my life was like in Southern California after my divorce became a reality. So a friend of mine suggested I go to this divorce recovery workshop offered at a local church. And I was really hesitant. I'm like, no, I don't know if I want to go to a church thing. And my dear friend said, no, no, it's not religious oriented. It's just a recovery work workshop, a support system for people going through divorce. And I was feeling pretty desperate. So I said, okay, I'll go sniff it out, see what I think. And I'll never forget walking in the door of that sanctuary where hundreds of people, I don't know, maybe three to 400 people sitting there going through the exact same thing that I was. And honestly, I could have just turned around and walked out and been uplifted because it was really just connected me with the reality that I was not alone in going through this terrible experience. I ended up staying and going through a really good program I don't remember, it was maybe four or six week program that met weekly, but it was really vital to my recovery and my sense of being able to move forward, pick up the pieces, create my new future. And it took time for sure, but it was being without community, that sense of isolation and being totally alone that I hope I can help you avoid. And that's why I wanted to share this story with you. It's not an easy story for me to share by any stretch. And for a long time, I never did. But I think it's really important that we as human beings focus on our connections, our relationships, and our community. I'm getting a little bit more comfortable sharing this story. But, you know, during the pandemic, it was months and months where we were isolated. And it really changed us as a society and globally in so many ways. So... I have a little action item 
assignment for you. Go join a group. There's extensive research that joining a group actually has better, more pervasive health effects than quitting smoking or losing weight. And it's certainly a lot easier to join a group than those other two goals, right? It doesn't have to be anything profound. I mean, it could be a bowling team, a book group, a hiking club, any group of people where you're together in a community. You can develop these friendships, these relationships, these support systems that are there for you in times of of crisis or blindsided or even just normal life. You can develop these friendships and know that there are people who care for you. It's so impactful and important. And so I hope you run with this little assignment and can relate that to the content in this episode. So as we go forward, I'm going to be sharing more blindsided stories with you. I have so many. I've been blindsided so many times in my life. It's funny, the more it happens, the more resilient you become. So if you can develop the skills for navigating these, you know, little tricks that life plays on us and try to find the good in them, which can be really, really hard in the moment. But as I look back now, as I mentioned in the podcast last week, I don't have a bit of resentment towards my first husband. I haven't spoken to him in decades. I hope he's doing well. But if I ran into him tomorrow, I would say thank you. Thank you for that gift of divorce and the future it has led me to. None of what followed would have happened but for his decision. So I hope as you grow and evolve, as you put distance between you and whatever has blindsided you, you find the gold in it, the blessing in the blindside event. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Life in Paradise podcast. Did you love this episode? If so, we'd love for you to follow, rate, and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We invite you to tune in every week for more inspired insights and wisdom to create your somebody pinch me reality. And until next time, dream big and act on it daily.